I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. You're super excited about today's movie, so I'll let you introduce it. What are we talking about today? Black Panther! I'm so I'm I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. I loved this movie when it came out. I love this movie now. It makes me so happy. I actually haven't seen it since it came out in theaters, but still like amazing. Yeah. Amazing movie. It's so good. It's one of my favorite movies. I maybe at the end of this I'll sit down and rank them all because this is definitely in the like top 3. Maybe it'll be one of our bonus episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this Oscar-nominated film, most ah! people are well aware who it was directed by. It was directed by Ryan Coogler, in case you're not. It was also written and by written Ryan by, Coogler. Yes, written by uh, Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. It's based off, com- I don't know why I read that. We all know all of these are based off comics. And we all know who it stars. Um, do, yeah, we all know who most of those stars are, so I'm not going to go through and read them all. Okay. Um, so Black Panther picks up right after Civil War, and mm-hmm. it's T'Challa basically dealing with the death of his father, and dealing with the fact that he has to become ki- the, the king, and then all of a sudden he finds out he has a long lost cousin, who is also like, kind of crazy, but is played by Michael B. Jordan, so like really hot. Um, scene stealer. Truth. Uh, he is really a scene stealer. He's so good in this entire sh- like show, not a show, mm. in this entire movie. <laughs> and every time he's on screen, you're just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And he like, his whole thing is that like Wakanda exists and has all of these, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Resources. Resources has all these these resources to help like literally every single person on the planet, and they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. They literally just like let people die not yeah. really and like, also it's not their responsibility mm-hmm. but at the but same they ref- time they refuse they don't- to actually go and help yeah and also um eric i think is his actual name but his villain name is killmonger so that's the only way i kind of remember who he is um killmonger grew up in oakland california yes which is a very historic it's a very predominantly black neighborhood there's a lot of history in that area so what he saw because his dad the other prince was an undercover like spy because wakanda sends out citizens everywhere around the world to just keep tabs on what's going on on the outside so his dad was in oakland that was where uh Kimonger was born and raised so he and his family him and his dad has like seen some stuff and then he hears legend of wakanda and he's like why aren't why aren't they helping? And not just and us, that, but like, why aren't they doing, doing Eric's more? Eric's dad for is played by Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, who is awesome, and I love him so much. Yeah, I need to watch This Is Us just for him because I've only heard good things about him. And whenever see, like, I see him and like bit things, I'm just like, oh, he is very, I, he is very good. I do enjoy that actor. Like I know that you're like, I want to watch it just for him. But, like, truly, when you watch it, you're going to watch it for all of them. Yeah, I'm sure. And we're Like, there's cry. no way. I know this is a total tangent, but it is kind of related to <laughs> Sterling K. Brown. But, like, there's just no way you can watch This Is Us and not be invested in every single character's storyline. Yeah. Especially because mostly they're way. pretty intertwined. But, anyway, like, mm. it's just so good. It's so good. 
Yeah. Oh, I remember because I was reading it while you were uh, skimming while you were talking. I remember why I want to bring up the premiere is because it had this legendary premiere of like there was the purple carpet and everyone was dressed in like traditional African clothing or like inspired by traditional African clothing. Like Google image this stuff because it's gorgeous. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like no one showed up with some basic ass suit. Yeah. Well, none was... of the none of the black people showed up with some basic <laughs> ass suit. It was amazing, and whoever dressed them and designed them, it was good. And like, so many celebrities were there, like cool celebrity. It was awesome. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, honestly, one of the things that it, this movie is uh, nominated for is uh, costume design. And if they don't win, I'll be so confused. Yeah, the costume design was amazing for this movie. It was historically accurate. It was like, because um, Black Panther is technically called like Afrofuturism, um, which I'm gonna try and find a better definition about it, because it's it's a reimagining of, I think. Well, it's, it's just, a reimagining of it's the, just like, the like, African narrative. It's, it's speci- just trying to be like, hey, like what would have happened if an African country literally was never touched by the slave trade? Yeah. And never colonized. Yeah. That's Afrofuturism. And then Wakanda. And there's also like sci-fi a bit of, a bit of it. Most, most futurism involves sci-fi. And then Wakanda brings that into the MCU because, um, the vibranium that's just everywhere in the country. Yeah. Um, the only thing, Wait, do you know how big Wakanda is supposed to be? Or, like, where it's supposed no to be? I have no idea. Because, like, when I'm watching it, it just looks like it's a city. Yeah. Like, in the same way that when you see Asgard, you're like, that looks like not a planet. You know? Like, it doesn't look... Yeah. It just looks like one big city. Yeah. I'm assuming Wakanda has to be, like, a little bit more country-sized. Right, because I can't say his last name. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. He, whenever you see him kind of like doing his job and stuff, he's out in like the the fields and plains. So I'm not sure if like, because I know Wakanda's not as in the plains because he raises those armored rhinos, right? (laughs) Which are awesome. (laughs) The Uh, war rhinos. I also think that that tribe. I don't remember what they're called, but they're the tribe that wears like. They're not the blankets. blankets, but they're I know. like, the I armor. know that they have like a name that's traditional, but yeah. I don't know what they're called because no one named them. They just look like blankets. Um, yeah, the armor. Giant blankets. shawls. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the tribe that wears those, I think they're in charge of monitoring the border. Yeah, because the rest of the world thinks uh, Wakanda is uh, like a destitute yeah world country because they're i think that's their job to make sure that if someone comes in then they like can deal with it um Mm -hmm. which is probably why daniel kaluuya's character his parents die Mm. because of claw claw right from the original vibranium like theft theft yes which which uh sterling k brown caused yes um, yeah, so there was that whole thing. Um, let's just get into, like, some interesting stuff. I feel like we're just, like, going through the details, and I just am not for it right oh. now. Oh, okay. Right? Is that, is, is that, like... Yeah, no. 
Because I, I was just, I asked how big Wakanda is, because I'm not sure. I don't know why I'm doing this with my hands, but anyways. It's just one of those kind of mythical places that exists, and you're not really sure how big it is. Yeah. Um, we'll go with that. So, I I love, I love uh, T'Challa, and he mm-hmm. really is great, but he is probably, for me, the least interesting part of this movie. That's, yeah, that's fair. I genuinely think that T'Challa is the least interesting part of this movie. I think he's got a cool dynamic with the characters around him, but Mm -hmm. I love the characters around him way more. Mm. Yeah. He's really good at driving the plot forward, and, like, you see his arc the entire way. So, like, he has a very interesting arc, but I, I see what you mean, yeah. The rest of everyone around him is far more interesting. Well, because my, my number one in this movie is actually Okoye. Uh, yeah. It's also scene stealer. Played, played by the beautiful, amazing, I love her so much, Denai Guerrera. Yeah. Because um, I watched, uh, I used to watch The Walking Dead. Um, and I knew her from that for a really mm. long time. And then when I saw that she got cast in Black Panther, I was like, good for her! <laughs> because, like, you, you know, like, she was... I didn't really see her do Mm. things outside of The Walking Dead, so I was really happy to, like, see her do something else. Mm -hmm. I was really happy that it was Black Panther. And then I was really happy when I found out that she was playing Okoye because she is the general of the Dora Milaje, Mm -hmm. which is, like, Wakanda's army, basically. Is that, like, the whole army, or is it just, like, the the specific royal guard? They're, like, an elite group. I like guess SEAL it's like Team Royal Six? Guard. I think it's like a Royal Guard. Like okay. They're just like the elite group that protects the crown. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. And it's all women and yeah. they're all badass and I love them all so much. Mm-hmm. But like specifically Okoye, I love her. Yeah. And I yep. think like why I love her so much is that like when I was watching this movie the first time, I was like really for it. Like she was really dedicated to her cause and it was like clearly like her cause was to make sure that Wakanda was safe yeah and like for her that didn't matter who was like on the crown like as long as like she protected and like served her country like that's what really like drove her and Mm -hmm. I, I don't know I really liked that about her because you don't really see that in a lot of female characters Mm. in general like usually they're driven by like emotion and like that's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing but like in like a soldier it's like a weird thing so Mm -hmm. you're like man like what's happening like stop so are you seeing her like so driven um to a point though like when the second she realized t'challa is alive she's like "Mm -mm, you're done you're done Mm -hmm. like they they totally change forces on killmonger but she also sees that Killmonger is not the best thing for Wakanda. No, she understands that, but, like, when something that drastic changes, I feel like for a character like her, it's definitely in line with her thought process to mm-hmm. not, like, sway from what she knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also really funny. She's so funny. 
Like, I love how funny she gets. Like, she gets to be really funny. She doesn't, like, she's not always just, like, there and, like, meh. And she clearly has a very good relationship with T'Challa without making it, like, weird and romantic. Because she is, I think, married. I think they, like, cut out a lot of the more romantic scenes with her and Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, they were married? I I thought they were just together. I think they're married. I think they're married. Oh. I mean, like, we can fact check this later, but we're not gonna. Yeah. Um, but I think they're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like really it's like two scenes where you're like, oh, <laughs> when she very obviously is like my king and then like to, to Daniel Kaluuya, my love. Yeah. Like, like, and then like later at the end. Yeah. She like, it gets brought up again, but you know, like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like the driving factor of her characterization is that she's like in love with this man. Like, mm-hmm. no, her driving character is this characteristic is that she is a soldier first. Yeah. And she is a damn good one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I will never get over that fight in Busan that they have (laughs) where she's, like, complaining about her wig and the first chance she gets, she whips it off and throws (laughs) it at someone to, like, distract them. And it was such a good scene. And, like, I remember just this, like people freaking out about that very specifically for the symbolism of mm-hmm. like a black wo- woman taking off her like weave mm-hmm. even though that wasn't technically weave yeah. um and chucking it at mm-hmm. someone <laughs> and then also like side note in that busan fight when like uh what's what's her name lupita nyong'o's character okay i'm gonna s- i i did not watch this movie but i can't remember where the emphasis is it's either nakia nakia I think it's Nikia. Nikia. It's Nikia. It is Nikia. That's why. I th- okay, cool. I just watched this movie and my brain just shorted out. I was like, what is it? I think cause when because when I see her, I'm just like Lupita Nyong'o, you know? Yeah. I think I know all of them by their actors' names, except for Shuri for some reason. Anyways. Letitia Wright. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just like also in that scene, uh, Nakia like rips off her shoot like her stilettos and like chucks that <laughs> at someone too and not in that way that like I don't I never understood why in movies people did this where they just took off the heel and they were like yeah you can walk in heels like this now no, no that's you not how the structural the integrity of the shoe works like yeah. if you start walking in a heel like that it just doesn't work but she took yeah. off her whole last shoe and she like <laughs> dug the heel into someone's face and I was like mm-hmm. yes so like what I really liked about those scenes like that scene specifically with them is that they were taking these like uncomfortable obnoxious aspects of femininity Mm -hmm. and weaponizing it like literally weaponizing it yeah yeah to take their opponent down and not in that like weaponize your femininity like Mm -hmm. eyeliner wings to eyeliner wings to like cut a bitch like that's not (laughs) like, like literally like took yeah these like things that women are forced to conform to and they're like mm-hmm. no yeah because they're both nikia and okoya are both fighters they're different ty- different places in the like well Wakanda nikia is army. a spy yeah first and foremost and uh okoya is a soldier so they mm. approach things differently even in that scene like nikia yeah. is like hold on like hold off we gotta like make sure that yeah. we don't start a gunfight and okoya is like bitch please we got our opportunity let's (laughs) strike yeah which was kind of a more subtle way of like the same dynamic that cap and black widow have yeah 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 yeah. like it's very interesting yeah um 
Yeah, in that scene, the fight choreography for this movie was so good. Oh, if you haven't seen it, um, I think Wired does this. Uh, I don't remember if it, it is Wired or not, but they do this thing where they get directors to break down scenes in their movies, oh, and Ryan yeah. Coogler broke down that fight scene. Oh, I will lo- watch that, and then we'll link it in this show note, because yeah, that would be amazing. it's really cool. It's really interesting to watch and see how like he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. But also... My, my like, number one shining moment for Okoye, because, like, back to Okoye, because yeah. I love her, is in the middle of the fight at the end of the movie, like, like basically, it's, like, a civil war happening at this moment. Oh, the final um, fight, yes. The very final fight. And uh, she's just, like, stopped, like, stepped in front of the rhino. And it stopped dead in its tracks because it was like, this is Okoye. Like, and you right? know, like, she's chill with the rhinos because her yep. husband, you know? Yeah. Um, and it licks her face and it's the funniest <laughs> thing. And the smile on her face when it happens, she's just like, yeah, I stopped it. It's so funny. And then uh, she's like ready to throw down with yeah. Daniel Kaluuya. She's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop you. Like, put your weapon down right now. And mm-hmm. he's like, would you kill me, my love? Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember watching this scene for the first time and thinking that, like, she was going to drop her weapon and be like, no, I, could, I like, you're, yeah. I love you. But no, she doesn't say no. that. She goes, for Wakanda? She puts her spear up to his neck. She puts her, throat. like, her spear up, spear up to him. Like, she goes, for Wakanda? Without question. Yeah. And I, she, that, like, my mind blew, like, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's when I fell in love with her. And that's, no. when, or, like, actually, I was, like, slowly falling in love with her mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. But that was when I was like, no, you're my favorite. Mm-hmm. Strongest like, move. You're my favorite. And one of the strongest moves in the movie. Because, like, also, Denai Gurria did an amazing job because, like, you see it in her eyes. Like, this is... She she would do it. She would, and she was she would about to, and like yeah, that. She was totally willing. That was the moment that like made the fight stop because mm-hmm. he's like the leader of that tribe. Yeah. So so when he drops his weapon, that's when all of his fighters drop their mm-hmm. weapon, and like the instigating moment for him doing that was realizing, oh, she gonna kill me. Yeah, because he also he looked around. He's he saw it in his lover's eyes of just like. She's willing to do this for Wakanda, and he looks around and he sees Wakandans fighting each other, and he's realizing yeah. this what like he did this that this isn't worth it, and that's yeah. So yeah, Okoye it's like is really the best. just oh, so good, such a good. Yeah. I, like I cannot even tell you what that like. It just felt like such a significant moment to me. Mm. It in like something that I have never seen a woman do on screen before. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And he wasn't like, and like, I feel like people have seen women stand up against their like husbands, mm-hmm. boyfriends, whatever in the but usually it's like, Oh, well he was like a really bad husband, boyfriend, whatever. Right. Yeah. But in this, it's like, no, they were like in love. They were a healthy couple. It's just like, they had really like, Yeah towards the end of this because of Killmonger because of like what was happening in the events of this movie they realized that 
they had different like not like political belief but political beliefs yeah and yeah okoye's was strong enough to just be like no mm-hmm. i like stood up to him and was like i don't care that i love you i love wakanda more and yeah you're, like, you're oh you're endangering wakanda it was so yeah. good. It was so it was good. Such good. like a really poignant, amazing moment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> truly, truly so good. Um, but I guess moving on, we can talk about other amazing women in this movie. The women. Shuri. So many. They truly like everyone said like Killmonger was the sh- the show stealer, but really the women of this show, the, this movie, well, stole it. There was a lot of commentary about how like really this. Like that, this movie was accurate in the sense that T'Challa is constantly like supported and lifted up by the strong women around him, mm-hmm. or the strong black women around. Like very, like yeah. that was yeah. Tr- by default, that is what <laughs> this movie is. Just because yeah. you know, but like yeah, it seems important culturally to be like the strong black women around mm-hmm. him are supporting him and like thrusting him forward or literally saving his life yeah yeah but i I also heard it was equally important that he he listened to them yeah (laughs) yeah he he, he would defer to them when it when it made the most sense yeah yeah and he like wasn't obnoxious when they gave him shit Mm mm-hmm like like when he like goes down to get Nakia in the first place to be like, my father just died. I'm being crowned king tomorrow. Please come. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Okoye is like, don't freeze. And <laughs> that was a really bad impression of the Wakandan <laughs> accent. But like, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, please, I never freeze. And then he goes down and freezes. And then they go back to the palace. And Shuri is mm-hmm. like, so did he freeze? And... Um, and, and Okoye is like, like an antelope in headlights. <laughs> and he's just like laughing it off and is just like, yeah. man, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but doesn't like, he doesn't just, get, he doesn't get like grumpy and be like, stop being in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm your king. Like, me. <laughs> Which I feel like a lot of male character men yeah. in general do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it was very good that like that was what was happening there. Yeah. Because uh, if you would see it from a male character, he'd be like, I'll take, I'll take cracks from my little sister but not my you know technical subordinate but like no all three of them nikia shuri and okoye wouldn't let this man live and it was great it was really great especially when they're in the lab and shuri's like what are those (laughs) i also realized on watching it today that i was like oh she's like just memeing it out right now to be like what are those but she's Mm -hmm. also like trying to be like are you dumb yeah what to a lab with <laughs> open-toed shoes <laughs> which like i couldn't even go to science class with open-toed shoes in high school and we were oh, never yeah. even doing experiments yeah i forgot about that role makes sense but yeah i forgot about that role so like that was like really funny to me that he went down in those at all <laughs> um because i we're feel back- like shuri must have very specific rules about her lab yes her and lab, he, like, we're probably here. Probably broke it. Yeah, like, let's talk Shuri. Important rules. I was so happy when the news came out because I didn't know anything about Con- canon Black Panther. I just knew that this movie was happening and I was psyched. And then mm-hmm. uh, it came up beforehand that like Shuri is officially the smartest character in the MCU, and I was on board with that. Like 
everyone knows how much the two of us love Tony Stark and the Science Bros, but like, but as I was telling to you, Shuri, he's a dumbass. Yeah, as I was telling you before, then they're dumb. Shuri's superior, and I am a hundred and ten percent okay with this. She's like what, fifteen, sixteen? Mm-hmm. I think in this one she's just seventeen. She's seventeen. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she is a brilliant genius. She has a, an amazing lab, and she's done all of this like technical and medical work. And it's yeah. She um, that. Why can't I think of her actress name again? Letitia right? Wright. Letitia Wright. She just brought so much like joy and genuine fun to that character. It was yeah amazing. It was so much fun to watch. She really was like such a good choice for that. Mm-hmm. If you, if anyone is out there and has not seen Black Mirror, her episode in Black Mirror is so good. Oh, which she one was she got, in? Yeah, her her episode I think is called like Black Museum or something. Oh, I've heard about um, that one. And it's like basically an episode. It's like a vignettes, mm. like where she. You can see, like, artifacts from other episodes in the show, but clearly they're not going to be like, and this was from this, where, like, Mm. you already know what happened because you watched the episode. But um, it goes around, like, different artifacts uh, and, like, shows that, and she's, like, just passing through. And it's just, like, a really good episode, and she's incredible in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, that's, I knew, her, I watched that, I think, before it was announced that she was going to be in Black Panther, and then I was like, oh, that girl from Black Panther, not yeah. Black Panther, from, from Black Mirror. And yeah. Daniel Kaluuya is also from Black Mirror. Oh. Was that before yeah. or after Get Out? Uh, before. He, wow. he was in the episode where they had to, like, run on a treadmill to get points. Oh. I, I, I don't watch Black Mirror, but I, oh, I, well, I, there are a sad. few that I've heard about, I know. Oh, yeah, wow. I think, like, that episode is what made Jordan Peele want to cast him in Get Out. That's fair. That would make sense. Because he was, like, really good. That episode's really good. Um, oh, Letitia Wright was born on Halloween. She is oh, October 31st, 1993. I was wondering how old she was. Lucky. I always <laughs> wanted to be born on Halloween. So my birthday's in October, and I always just wish I was, like, oh, I couldn't have just, just a few been, more like, days. on Halloween. Well, <laughs> like, 20 more days, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, thanks, Lily. You don't know my birthday. <laughs> but also, wait. No, we're, your birthday's, like, literally close. ten days after mine. Five. Oh, is it the 15th? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Never mind. Yeah. We're, okay, like, whatever. five moving days on. in moving a year on. part. Anyways. Yes, yes, moving on. Shuri is the uh, best character. The, not, I'm Best is debatable, but she is the smartest. She is one of the most fun and joyous characters in the MCU. And things that I did not enjoy was that when this movie was coming out, everyone was like, oh my god, Tony and Shuri, like, let's ship it. And I was like, Ugh. what? Ugh. Really? There was, like, a small sect of people that were saying that, and I was like, what is oh, going so on? Like, I understand that they would probably be really good, like, equally there as, like, intellectuals in a way. Yeah. But they are decades apart. That's gross. I've seen Shuri so and gross. Peter Parker. Shuri and Peter is a match that I am about. I love it. I want to see... They don't have to be romantically together. They, I just want to see them together. I want to see them talk. Because Peter would be so in awe of her. Versus... Well, they're both geniuses. They're both, like, mm-hmm. young geniuses. Yeah. Just in different fields, yeah. maybe? 
Yeah, I do want to see Science Bros with Shuri because Mar- uh, Bruce would also just be in genuine awe of Shuri, and Tony would too, but he would yeah he wouldn't be as like I'm not gonna say he would be nice about it, but he wouldn't he would still have you know that Tony no you know our so Tony. here's what I okay so I, I I know our Tony, but here's what I think he would do right okay so I kind of have this belief that probably when Shuri was growing up and she wasn't like as genius level as she is like currently she probably knew of Tony Stark knew what he did but like knew like her technology was more like the technology on her in Mm. her country was more advanced than what Tony was doing and probably was like damn like he's really smart and like maybe I don't know like maybe (laughs) it was just like one of those things where like he knew she existed whatever Um, but, but maybe not who cares yeah. But she has to know who Tony Stark is, has to know mm-hmm. that he's, like, considered the biggest genius on the planet, yeah. like, whatever, and has to know that, like, has to still probably be nervous meeting him, in a way. Not, not yeah, yeah, like, yeah. nervous, like, to match him intellectually, but mm-hmm. nervous to see what he would do in reaction to what she has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw this headcanon on on tumblr about how like tony would probably go down to her lab mm-hmm. and just walk around the lab like quietly mm-hmm. for once in his life just walk around <laughs> the lab quietly just keep going looking at everything while shuri just kind of stands there and is like do i say something mm-hmm. does he know what that is like what's yeah. going on like you know and then mm-hmm. uh and then like it ends with basically him going like this is really impressive. What's that thing? Tell me yep. about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like teach me. What is this? Like, yeah. I want to know. You know, like, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's what would happen here is that he would, like, respect and understand that this person in front of her, even though decades younger than him, mm-hmm. knows more about the technology that she's working with than he does and mm-hmm. would want to learn more. Because Tony, at his core, is just, like, a scientist. Yeah, he wants to learn. Or he's an engineer. He's an engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, And when he sees machines that he does not understand Mm -hmm. how they work, he wants to get in there. So I feel like that that's where that relationship would be. It wouldn't be like super, it would be snarky because like snarky, but like I think they would both like be able to have like a good dynamic there. Yeah. Because she's snarky too. Yeah, for sure. She would definitely humble him. He would say something stupid. And she yeah, would humble would him, and that would be good. It would just be great. <laughs> he needs to be humbled by a 17-year-old child. Um, That's not Peter Parker. Yeah. So I and just, I really want to see the, smart, the smartest people in the MCU all just in awe of this smartest girl, the smartest person in the MCU. Yeah. And a Wakandan lab. Shuri, amazing. A genuine joy. Badass Shuri really is and a awesome. Joy. Yeah. Oh my god, I love when she, like, comes out with the fight and she's got the, like, the I guess cannons? panther gloves on. Yeah. And I was like, did you... Did you put makeup on for this? Like, I oh, understand yeah. the importance in, like, mm-hmm. respect to, like, battle uh, mm-hmm. makeup. Mm-hmm. But when you are literally two <laughs> seconds like there the fight is happening yeah i understand taking the time to put the armor on but the makeup <laughs> my 
what does it looks makeup good, do? It does look so it good. Like so the good. styling yeah. is so good. Right? But I just like whenever I think about it, I'm like, why? Why did you put the makeup on? <laughs> like you literally, yeah. your brother was fighting Killmonger out there, and you took the time to delicately put these little dots on your face. Was was T'Challa fighting Killmonger at that point? I thought he was still walking up the field. Because I think I when know. she comes out is when he's fighting all of the Dora, Dora Milaje. Yeah. Because that's when still. that's when Nakia and Shuri arrive to like, the battle. But, like, the sentiment remains. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the sentiment is still the same. You know? Yeah. Like, that, I still think that he she should have, like, not put the makeup on. Even though it looked yeah. sick. Uh, yeah. I also love Eric's entrance to the movie the museum yeah so i've been to that museum so um Mm. because i studied in london for six months and museums are free in london oh that's nice it's it's the opposite of the rest of the world in which like Mm. you have like you can get into churches for free Mm. but you have to pay for museums but Mm -hmm. in london it's the opposite it's like you can go public museums only private museums are usually free so public museums you can just walk in and Mm. do whatever you want and leave yeah like uh they ask you for a donation but specifically when i was there the the guy in charge of our program was like i paid tax dollars so that you don't have to pay (laughs) do not give them a single dime oh my god um and we were like lol okay um (laughs) so i've been to that museum and with out fail every time I walked around because I, I went probably a couple times and every time I walked around any history museum in London I was just like how do you get these things <laughs> you know because especially a lot of the in time, London it was like older pieces that I was like mm-hmm. did you steal these and just never give them back like you just yeah. put them on display at a museum and you were like well, they've been ours for centuries and we're not mm-hmm. going to give them back now. Like, yeah. and I just thought about it and I especially thought about it. Uh, I mean, like, cause you know, being American, I walked through like a native American exhibit and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because my brain was like, you literally caused the genocide of an entire people. Mm-hmm. And I just was very much like, did you, steal this stuff back in the day yeah and just a never lot of, give it back like what's happening like what is this stuff right now yeah a lot of the narrative that i remember i was told because growing up in the midwest um there was a lot of native american museums and white people lore uh, a lot of the narrative i remember hearing was just like we just dug around in the ground and we found it and we put it in a museum and i was like the more i think about it i'm just like what no you didn't no that's you don't so just stupid. dig around in the ground, dig, and then just find all of, like, a house. You stole this. You, yeah. You killed the family and you took their yeah. stuff. So so what I liked about his entrance was that he was very much like, you think that you guys, like, bought this? No, mm-hmm. this isn't yours. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just take it back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I like when he was looking at that mask and Clow, Clow, I want to call him Clow, but he's not mm-hmm. Clow, he's Claw. Uh, like, and he sees, like, Claw is, like, seeing him looking at it, he's like, oh, don't tell me that's got vibranium in it, too. He's like, no, nah, I'm just feeling it. And he takes <laughs> it and yeah. just, like, runs with it. He's like, this is mine now. Yeah. And it's, like, some sort of mask 
headdress kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, really cool. And I was just like, screw it, take it. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Do you know if that was um, a throwback to his actual character costume? Or is that just... I have no idea. Okay. No idea. <laughs> I think that was just very in character for him to be like, I'm just going to take it. That looks nice. Yeah. You don't deserve it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. It is, like, very yeah. interesting. And I also love... Uh, I feel like the moment you really get a feel for his character and how completely ruthless he is is when Claw is threatening the girl that he's with, that he's been, Mm. like, making out with every once Mm -hmm. in a while in the movie. And he's like, eh, whatever, and, like, shoots her himself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't care. I didn't care about her. She was Mm -hmm. just there. And you're like, oh, my God, like, what? Yeah. What? Because I think... I don't know, maybe I, I haven't read enough think pieces about it, but I think one of the dangerous things about Michael B. Jordan is he's so good and so charismatic and, like, Killmonger's not, you know, wrong, that they still had to throw in some things to be reminder, a little bit of reminder, just like, he's not wrong, but he's also not the good guy here. <laughs> like, no, like, so that was the whole thing. That's the whole point of the movie. And yeah. I get so annoyed when people are like, I'll, I'll like see people be like so we just gonna ignore that Killmonger was right and I'm like no literally the whole point of the movie was T'Challa realizing that Killmonger was right yeah but he wasn't about to do it the way Killmonger was trying to do it yeah yeah like Killmonger was like I'm just gonna like put weapons out into the world and like destroy shit yeah and conquer the world and basically become the new British Empire yeah yeah Whereas T'Challa was like, that's, like, not how we should go about this. Yeah. Which is understandable. Yeah, Wakanda should not be judge, jury, executioner. So I, like, get so annoyed when people were like, he was right. Like, what the hell? And I'm like, T'Challa knows he was right. His methods were the things he had an issue with. Yeah. Like, I think most of the, like, Wakandan elder council knew that he, he was right. Like, Wakanda's isolationist policy... Ended up hurting a lot of people. Inadvertently. I kind of, like, completely understand being a country that wants to just, like, back out of things. Because, like, can you imagine if we were, like, if the United States was just a country that backed out of things, I feel like the rest of the world would be a little bit better off. Probably. And also, I also understand that, like, this amazing space rock that helped build their country, they don't want, you know awful people they to have it. They don't want it so to I, fall into the wrong yeah. hands. Yeah, and so I understand why they want to protect the massive amounts of vibranium that they have. Well, yeah, and, like, knowing, like, people, just mm-hmm. in general, they would definitely... It, it would kind of be like the gold rush. Mm-hmm. It would get mined to shit, and then there would be none of it left, and then mm-hmm. what are you going to do with it? Even though, like, clearly it seems like it's an endless supply, but even, like, yeah, like it has to run out at some point. Yeah. And, like, people are people, and they would do something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I completely understand where they're coming from. Yeah. But it is, like, still, Killmonger is right. Yeah, it's been centuries of of this policy. Yeah. Things have changed. Because of Wakanda's policy, a lot of harm has happened. Like, imagine having the Black Panther there with the Black Panthers. Right, yeah. Like, that would have been crazy. Yeah. That would have been really cool. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
clearly this cut came after that whole movement. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like very, it's just a very, it would have been very cool of them yeah. to help out in more yeah. of just like a spy capacity. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's clearly yeah. what Nakia does. Like Nakia goes out into like the world mm-hmm. to help in that way. Mm-hmm. But not like... Not like obviously. At the, end of, at the end of the day, what's spies. like one spy gonna, you know, like, yeah. like you can send out a whole army of spies like that, but I feel like at the end of the day, like you still, I feel like this is the thing with Marvel in general is like, you can't really fight these battles in the dark. You have to be out in the light of day mm-hmm. to be yeah. able to like face the evils of the world Yeah, and put your face to it and be like, I'm going to fight this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happening here. It just makes me, but also like thinking about Killmonger just makes me think of his final scene in the movie. Like, I when I was skimming, I knew that was one of the scenes I had to rewatch, and I I cried again. <laughs> it's so powerful. So, it's like a thread with him. Like his father, Sterling K. Brown, told him like that the most beautiful thing in the world is watching the sun rise, sunset. Set. Sunset over the over Wakanda, Wakanda, like over Wakanda, yeah. And T'Challa has just like stabbed him, and mm-hmm. he makes a remark about seeing the sunset over Wakanda, and T'Challa takes him up to the, like the big vibranium it's, panther. It's, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I'm say sorry, it's the landing hanger is just shaped like, like a cat. <laughs> yeah, well, panther, um, yeah. and has him watch the sunrise sunset yeah he finally gets to see it he finally gets to see it and it was just such like a good moment to watch Mm -hmm. and just like take in and when t'challa's like you know we can still heal you and he Mm -hmm. just straight up like he's like why so that i could be locked up for the rest of my Mm -hmm. life and then when he says no just bear me out bear me out uh in the sea, at, at the in sea. In the sea, at the sea. Because like, with my ancestors that threw themselves off the boat because even they knew death was better than being in bondage. And like, oh my <laughs> God. I've seen some people, um, I obviously, I'm not a part of Black Twitter, but I follow enough people that I get like, you know, the edges of the conversation. I've seen some people not have, have issue with that final line. Um, Wait, because they, they they have issue with it or they don't they ha- have an issue? They have an issue with the final line because, oh, I can't remember who said it. One of the activists was talking about how, like, the, the legacy, oh, I'm going to completely butcher it, but they have issue with um, how basically the legacy of activism and the strength and the, you know, the fortitude of black resistance fighting black oppression is based off of the endurance of what the slaves went through. And they thought it was kind of, um, dismissive of that legacy. If that makes sense. Uh, I apologize to anyone listening. If I completely butchered that, but this was, I saw this like a year ago in February when this movie originally came out. I mean, I get that. Basically the, the, they thought it was dismissive of the legacy that happened because of slavery in America. I mean, I get that, but like, 
So it's both. It's dual. It's 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 very yeah. poetic. Mm-hmm. Watching that scene, it's so poetic to see that happen because he has worked his whole life to do what he was trying to do. Yeah. And he was like, it kind of was like a give me liberty or give me death kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But said in a lot more eloquent, like, beautiful way. Yeah, for sure. Um, And also, he didn't want to... I don't think he wanted it. He never wanted Vibranium to end up in the hands of the Claw guy. He didn't want to just give it to any rebels. Oh, he no, because he did specifically... shoot Claw. He yeah. used Claw to get back into Wakanda. Yeah. He didn't want to do it the same way his, his father did, of just, like, help helping get not helping Vibranium get into other people's hands. He wanted to specifically arm Black oppressed communities to fight back. Yeah. But he eventually wanted Wakanda to rule them all. Not eventually. When he sits down on that throne, he room, wanted he's Wakanda. like, he go, yeah. he literally goes, "The sun will never set on the Wakandan Empire." And I'm like, "Yo, that's that's a throwback." Because <laughs> well, you're kind of ominous. like you're literally trying to be the British Empire right now. Like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, yeah. Because the sun never set on the British Empire for yeah. a really long time. It still kind of doesn't. Like, yeah. So, uh, I yeah, that final scene, I cried a lot, and I wanted to ask. Uh, did you realize on the f- first watch through that the original narration that the movie opens with wasn't T'Challa and his dad? It was Killmonger and his oh, dad. Oh, uh, I got it. I on don't watch think I. One. I don't think I like really processed it mm. when I saw it for the first time. Yeah, because I saw a lot of people like every most people saw this movie multiple times in theaters. Um, I saw a lot of people like I didn't realize until watch two or three that the open narration was. Killmonger, and that just broke my heart. And well, it, the it is. The narration is Sterling K. Brown, not. Well, I, it was it was to Killmonger, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, to yeah, him, yeah. but it was Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, I guess uh, people didn't notice, but um, I thought I that was I don't a really think, like I was tragic like, super touch. thinking about it when I when I saw it for the first time. Yeah, but when you put it I together, had, it's a very honestly, tragic touch. It is, it is. But I honestly had like zero expectations going into Black Panther, like. I was I was like hyped for mm. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was ready. I was ready to watch it. Like I saw it in like big IMAX, mm-hmm. in, like super comfy, like chairs. Mm-hmm. I definitely paid so much money for that ticket. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was like such a good watching experience. But I had no uh, like expectations, like no real expectations of the right, movie, right, right. Other than like expecting it to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, like, plot-wise, who people were playing, I wasn't really sure what was going on, like, mm-hmm. outside of, like, uh, Chadwick Boseman and, like, Okoye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know who the rest of these people are playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I kind of, like, didn't really know what was happening. And then I was like, oh, oh! Like, mm. it was very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I kind of liked that about Black Panther I feel like that's why I enjoyed it so much the first time around was that I was like not really sure what was happening going in and when I sat Mm -hmm. down and watched it I just was able to like enjoy it Mm -hmm. Um, and literally me throughout that entire movie was just going like oh shit oh (laughs) my god oh shit like the entire time that was me and then the movie ended and we got up like I was with a friend from Taekwondo and like there was like 
like a family of three sitting next to us <laughs> and the mom just turns to us and was like you guys were so entertaining to sit next to <laughs> <laughs> which was not what i was expecting yeah because i feel like someone should have shushed me but mm. i spent like the entire movie just going like oh my god oh my god like not super obnoxiously because yeah 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 but at this like but i was just like yeah quietly yeah because ah! it was so good it was so good yeah. this movie is like perfect it's really good it it deserves all of its oscar noms oh, and the soundtrack is incredible oh, i listened not- i would listen like for a solid month afterwards it was so i did good. too but like specifically, so the score is different from the soundtrack, and the score yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Like, it the, just, I don't know, like the feelings that come up with it. It's just so yeah. good, and like, like think, oh god, it's just so great. It's just yeah. so great. It's just I, the amount of I just love it so much. Everyone, top to bottom, I feel like did their research of like this is traditional this is things from africa that are inspiring this movie and it it always felt so authentic i mean i feel like it would have been really easy to end up with some pan-african bs right but i feel like what really made it shine was the fact that everyone involved all the time like all the way through this movie were black yeah yeah and they cared about the history and they cared about the representation and they cared about how these characters would look and what they would do and like mm-hmm. and how they sounded and all yeah of even that, the you accent know? was very particular the well because the they were like accent. what does a wakandan accent sound like because specifically because they were not colonized mm-hmm. and like they wouldn't have the same language as like other african Mm -hmm. countries because i'm pretty sure all african countries have their own language correct yeah i'd assume i'm i mean there's 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 a lot of colonization in that so there's a lot of french over top of that so like there's there's that like so what what languages were they gonna pull from to make it like the least colonized in a Mm -hmm. way uh and it was very just smart and very cool and very like um, just incredible like the thought that went into every step of this movie Mm -hmm. is what makes it like the masterpiece that it is and it's why i understand that it got best picture like or not got Mm -hmm. but got nominated for best picture because of like the final product is Mm -hmm. this yeah uh i think i don't remember who it was either I didn't, it was a tweet I saw in passing. So it was either Chadwick Boseman or Ryan Coogler, but they're talking about how, like, the only reason people are knocking Black Panther's uh, Best Picture nom is because it's a superhero movie. If you take out all of the Marvel stuff, you're, it's really, you're missing all of the commentary and all of the research and all of the depth that of the Af- of Afrofuturism setting and things like that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's, it's a Marvel movie. It's kind of ridiculous, but, like... The commentary you is the most of- important part of this movie. Yeah, it's one of the most socially conscious movies from the MCU. And it's also, like, I think I know a lot, I, I saw also on Twitter a lot of people who are like, I have zero investment in the MCU, but I will I will ride, ride or die with Black Panther at the end. Like, I've never seen any other Marvel movie 
but Black Panther. And that's, it's so, it's so ingrained in the MCU, but it's also kind of removed. Like, you could just, like, stick you with You could Black definitely Panther. just watch Black Panther and not no need to watch anything else because it is yeah. removed from the rest of the, there's no, like, crazy aliens happening. Right. There's no, like, the only reason you would maybe need to watch other parts of the MCU is because Martin Freeman shows up. Yeah. And like, and maybe Like, literally, yeah. it was so great. Honestly, <laughs> I loved Shuri when she was like, do not scare me like that, colonizer. <laughs> so great. Um, but it was just funny. Uh, mm-hmm. What was the thought process? What was I going for before that? Removing it from the MCU. Oh, yeah, you can just completely take it out of the MCU because there's none of that, like, crazy shit yeah. happening. Yeah. It's just, and there it's is just, just it. Yeah, and there isn't too much, like, gratuitous tie-in to the rest of the MCU of just, like, mentioning the incident or Ultron. Like, it's really... Well, because they don't need to. Yeah, it's just Black Panther. It's an origin story that doesn't doesn't need to be bogged down by the actual origin. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that really frees it up to do this, to, like, create Mm -hmm. this movie. Because we've already been introduced to him in another setting, so it's, like in the greater MCU, like, when you get to this movie, there's no need to be, like, this is the Black Panther, and this is how he came about, and this is what it is. And mm-hmm. the way that they even, like, introduced the Black Panther, like, to that that origin story of Black Panther, it was, like, 30 seconds, and that was it. Right? Like, I feel it like the trailer so that long... came out before this movie was all of, like, the base of, like, this is Black Panther, go. <laughs> yeah. Because you know like... everyone watched that trailer a bajillion times, so... Yeah, and I think the other thing with uh, with this is that I remember seeing a tweet that was like, I hope uh, Black Panther makes black people feel what I felt when I saw Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, as a woman watching Wonder Woman. And yeah. I felt that so much when I was... Like, I, I can't compare that. You know, like, I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. really Speak say, for. like, me as, like, a white woman watching Wonder Woman is truly like the same as mm-hmm. black people being underrepresented in like literally everything all the time I mean, like women have also been like underrepresented everywhere all the time as well but like it's like a very yeah, different yeah. thing um with similar feelings attached mm-hmm. so yeah. i really felt that when i like saw wonder woman that was like mind-blowing to me and like how I felt after watching Wonder Woman. And I literally do not care. When people say negative shit about Wonder Woman, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I literally... The the stuff that you're saying that's negative about Wonder Woman outweighs literally everything else (laughs) that Wonder Woman did for women who, like, watch these kinds of movies. Like, that... I don't care. Like, I literally do not care. And then... And I, I kind of, like, understand people who feel that same way with Black Panther. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt as a Chinese person watching Crazy Rich Asians. Because there's, there's a whole mess of problems. Crazy Rich Asians is more problematic than it is good. But I adore it. And the I know the way watching Crazy Rich Asians in theaters made me feel. So I can't imagine, like, what oh, it was yeah. like as a Black person who's had terrible representation watching Black Panther. But this kind of goes into something else I want to talk about, mainly at my uh, my Asian community that I love so much. <laughs> Stop calling things the Black Panther of things. Black Panther is the Black Panther of things. It was a whole <laughs> thing 
for the longest time of like crazy rich asians is the black panther of asians it's like stop doing that <laughs> that's yeah. damaging and it's damaging and harmful to the narrative that is black panther and the legacy that is black panther or if like people are like we I need can't an asian imagine. black panther and it was like no we don't <laughs> We, we need an Asian superhero, but Black Panther is Black Panther. This, the 2017 movie yeah. specifically, is its own legacy and story and what it meant to the black community. People who aren't part of that community have no idea what it meant. Like, Crazy Rich Asians means everything to me, but I see yeah, nothing like you can, you can, we compared can sympathize to, with our own right? experience. Like, you can sympathize with your experience with Crazy Rich Asians. I, right? I sympathize with my experience with Wonder Woman. And, like, I understand that right like i understand the love you can have for something like maybe because i don't give a shit about the rest of the dc universe i really don't yeah but like i went and saw one i mean i watch most of the other dc movies it's not like it's the only one i've seen but like i dragged my roommate i dragged elise (laughs) i was like (laughs) Not, like, dragged. She sort of wanted to see it because yeah, of the yeah, cultural yeah. significance of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, really? And then I was, like, literally, like, that day. We were cleaning our apartment, <laughs> and I was like, okay, we can go at 7. <laughs> like, literally, that's what I did to yeah. her. And yeah. and then she said something, like, months later about being dragged to Wonder Woman. I was like, you wanted to go. <laughs> you told me you wanted to go. Yeah. So, like, I made her go. And I even remember, like, after the movie, her commenting on uh, mm. little little things that could be perceived as racist. Like, like the mm. POC of that movie being kind of sidelined. And my brain was just like, but that's just how, like, comic book movies work. Like, the mm. characters outside of the main character are never going to be, yeah. like, prominent. Yeah. Like, that's not how that works. That's not how these also, movies work. The and DC like, it, is not as caught up. The DCEU is not as caught up as the MCU. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. But I just yeah. remember being like, I, I was so frustrated with her because I was riding this high mm-hmm. of like coming out of watching that movie and being like, oh my God, that was like the most magical experience I've ever had, like watching mm-hmm. a comic book movie where I saw it in theaters. I like... Like, everything about that was so incredible to me. Like, from, from like, Wonder Woman's thighs jiggling to her crossing <laughs> no man's land. To like, that mm-hmm. whole thing was, like, so magical for me. And then she was, like, nitpicking things. And I was like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Shut up. <laughs> um, so I can kind of, I, like, again, I understand that, like, if anyone were to nitpick Black Panther to someone who is as ride or die as I am with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. like, to just want to be like, shut up. Yeah. And, and not saying Elise is an outsider, but I know that there, that was another thing people were talking about on Twitter, which is like, well, this thing did this on Black Panther, and this is like, unless you are a black person, just shut up for the month of February. Of like, the first month that Black Panther came out, <laughs> yeah, don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, your well, commentary like, is not the same as the commentary coming from within the community it was intended for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, just to stick up for Elise a little bit, she's not a comic book person. The only other comic yeah, book yeah, yeah. character she cares about is Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she doesn't care about literally anyone else. She only yeah. wanted to see Wonder Woman because of how culturally significant right. it was as being Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, so that was another thing like people I saw with Crazy Rich Asians. It's like, people were like, well, I didn't understand this in Crazy Rich Asians. Like, you were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not for you. You have, you cannot talk about it for one month. Also, like, just side note of, like, 
I'm I'm a white person who saw Black Panther, saw Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. and like even though these movies were not about me, I was completely able to use my freaking imagination, right? And still connect with these characters in a way that hadn't like that was nothing to do with being black or being Asian, right? Because they're just freaking people. So I don't yeah. understand those racist fans out there <laughs> who are like, well, this movie isn't about me. And I'm like, do the thing that POC <laughs> have been doing for literally a hundred years. Yeah. Go see the movie. Find an aspect of the character that has nothing to do with race that you right. see yourself in. Yeah. And just enjoy. Yeah. Like, I don't look like Okoye, but I like her. Because right? I respect her in, a, in many ways. I don't look like Rachel from <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, but I respect her. And I think right? she's, like, really awesome and really intelligent. And I, like, you know, like, you just have to yeah. find those things about the characters in the movies that you see yourself in or that you really mm-hmm. respect or like about that character. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do with race. Like, yeah. I mean, it has everything to do with race in the yeah, context yeah. of the film. But, like, you enjoying a movie doesn't have to have anything to do with race. Yeah. there You can do both. You can enjoy the movie as a film, the way we did with Black Panther, of, like, we acknowledge everything it means to us, but we acknowledge what it specifically means for the Black community. And you can also just enjoy the movie because it's a good movie. Yeah, like... <laughs> I don't understand those fans like who came out and they were nitpicking little things about Black Panther and you're like, dude, mm-hmm. it was a good movie. Yeah. It was such a Literally, good movie. Iron Man 2 is probably the most understandably like unliked <laughs> Marvel film out there. Mm-hmm. And no one nitpicked it nearly as much as Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. Everyone just kind yeah. of, like, agrees that it exists and lets it go. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that good a movie. Like, on levels yeah. of, like, goodness mm-hmm. of the films, <laughs> it's, like, way down there. Yeah, like, Ultron didn't Panther's go under this way much up scrutiny. There. But, I mean, that's yeah. how it's gonna be. That's how it's gonna be. Because racism. I know. If anyone is surprised, but, like, yeah, Ultron didn't go under this much scrutiny. And that one was bad. I know. Like, that's just stupid. It's just so stupid. People are so stupid. People are stupid. Stop calling things the Black Panther of things. Black Panther is the Black Panther of things. (laughs) Well, not to compare this to veganism, but that's kind of how I feel when people are like, it's a a vegan hamburger. And I'm like, don't (laughs) don't call it a hamburger. Yeah. Because there's no ham in it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You mean beef. Yeah, but like, that's just, oh, no, it's not the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) But there's no meat in it, yeah. like, so stop yeah, calling yeah, yeah. it a hamburger. Like, like yeah. that's what it is. Like, stop it. Stop it. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, Like, that makes me so mad when I see, like, it's a veggie hamburger. Or, like, <laughs> or like veggie chicken wings. And I'm like, that's not no. a thing. Stop. Wrong. Yeah. Like, stop that. Like, <laughs> like, that makes me really mad on a personal level. I just hate mm-hmm. when, like, people try to replace things that are already meat into like mm-hmm. other things that are, are meat just like make yeah. it your own thing just make yeah. a different thing exactly yeah we can have a non-black superhero who's a poc and be like yes that is our asian superhero that is our latinx superhero but that does not mean it is 
the Asian Black Panther or the Latinx Black Panther. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Do we have anything else we want to say? This might be a long episode, but I don't care because Black Panther's important. Yeah, Black Panther deserves it. Um, Do we have anything else we want to say? I don't It's just really good. I think we hit all the points you want to go over, but... Yeah. I don't know. Beforehand, I feel like before we started recording, we were starting a conversation that we were like, no. Did we we have that conversation? It It was kind of about Shuri. About how people were like, are you sure she's the smartest? And we're like, yes, we're sure. Oh, yeah, we did have that conversation. Okay. Um, I do like that after this movie uh, came out, a lot of uh, black cats got adopted. <laughs> yes. No, they, like genuinely because little, black yeah. cats, because black cats are the least adopted animal because of how like they're coined as unlucky. But oh. then this movie came out and everyone was like, I got to get myself a black cat. Like a lot of shelters ran out of black cats. Which oh, sounds funny cute. to say run out, but like, yeah, they had oh, no available black cats. That's cute because I also I wonder. This is completely unrelated to anything we talk about. I wonder if they also saw that same spike when How to Train Your Dragon comes out. If people just really want like I want a toothless. <laughs> I don't know, but like definitely not at that same level. It's kind of like yeah. when Game of Thrones came out and the 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 dire wolves. Like everyone in the family got a dire wolf. Uh, <laughs> And they're basically, they're basically just, like, really, really big huskies. Oh. Uh, so a lot of people got huskies. Oh. Huh. I did but not know that. huskies are really obnoxious dogs, so a lot of people also abandoned their huskies. Oh. Yeah, the huskies are high maintenance. They're, 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 yeah. They are very mm-hmm. high maintenance. They're beautiful dogs, but mm-hmm. they're very high maintenance. Uh, in the same way that, like, pit bulls are very high maintenance. So, like, mm-hmm. Act, they're active big dogs and active yeah. big dogs require mm-hmm. a lot uh mm-hmm. so was that but like i just really really loved that a lot of people went out and adopted black cats because mm-hmm. personally i love black cats and i was really yeah. happy to hear that yeah that's so cute. has nothing to do with like actually <laughs> plot of the movie but yeah fun there, fact. i'm sure there are a lot of uh little, little t'challa cats running around <laughs> Oh, That's we didn't so talk about M'Baku. Oh, yeah. How did we forget him? I wanted to bring oh, that up, and I forgot about it. We didn't talk about M'Baku. Wow. The vegetarian. He the, he's truly the funniest, like, other male <laughs> character in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. so he comes, like, he's, like, comes out, and he's, like, I'm gonna, I challenge you. I want to be the next mm-hmm. ruler of Wakanda. And then T'Challa's, like, LOL, no. And <laughs> takes him down. But it is a struggle. Like, that's, like... Yeah. I think what's great about this movie is that when T'Challa no longer has the, like, purple heart thing, mm-hmm. um, he is, like, totally normal. Like, yeah. and, like, and him fighting is a struggle. It's not, like, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't have anything, like, it's not the same thing as, like, watching Cap fight, where he, like, takes mm-hmm. everyone down and it's, like... Like a struggle, mm-hmm. but not really a struggle. Like mm-hmm. for his fights, it was clearly like there was a struggle. You thought yeah. he might have lost, right? Yeah, like and is, that was like when fighting you see Baku. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, he gets Mbaku to yield instead of killing him, mm-hmm. and he's like, and that's why at the end of this movie, when they literally they go to him and they're like, please, like take the purple flower. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. defeat him defeat go defeat him yeah. and he's like oh god damn it and he shows him <laughs> like he shows them to t'challa and was like he's alive like yeah, yeah do yeah. your thing um but i also just loved in that scene that every time martin freeman tried to talk he was just like barking yep <laughs> he's like you don't talk i've seen a lot of people on twitter afterwards to be like oh this is the new policy <laughs> yeah when well, we do people now. say stupid shit we just bark at them now just start bark that's that's so funny like it was yeah. so great uh and he's like i will feed you my children and he just starts <laughs> then- laughing burst out laughing no we're vegetarians yep. like that's so great and then it was like how does a body like that right survive as a vegetarian yeah i guess like a lot of eggs yeah yeah uh but still Anyway, he's just a, such a good character. And when T'Challa was like, I could use an army, he was like, uh, not mine. Yeah. It was just such, like, a game changer when that tribe, his tribe, comes down to, like, mm-hmm. fight. And you're like, oh, damn. Right? Like, this yeah. is so cool. I feel like it was definitely one of those moments in the theaters where I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, that was definitely one of those moments for me in the mm-hmm. theater. Definitely. Without a yeah. doubt. <laughs> Like, so, nice. oh, he's just such a good character. <laughs> he was really good. That actor is also, what's his name? Winston Duke? Mm-hmm. He's a cool guy. I, like, follow him fun. on Twitter. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He also, he had a lot of fun in his role. The whole cast, perfect Marvel, perfect Marvel casting. The whole cast just had fun. They all had a really good really time. And they really enjoyed. They enjoyed their time in the movie. They enjoyed their characters. Yeah. They enjoyed, like, I, I, I feel like there was definitely... A lot of them were talking about how, like, it was such a unique experience because they'd never been in a cast where, like, or on a movie set where literally everyone was black. Right? Yeah, they didn't have to explain or worry or code switch. They just, like, everyone in this room gets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> want to hear something funny? Hmm. So Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis, who plays Claw, are the <laughs> only two... Two like prominent white people in this movie, right? Yeah, they are also they they were also both in Lord of the Rings. Oh, so do you want to know what they were called on set? Yes, the Tolkien white guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're the Tolkien white guys. Oh, I love that. Good. There's definitely an interview where Martin Freeman is talking about this. He was like, "Yeah, we were the Tolkien white guys." I love that. Good. How great! How great is that? <laughs> oh God! Wow! Such Perfect note to end moment. on. That's yeah. so good. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So I guess uh, like now, now we can end. Uh, <laughs> but what are we talking about next week? Jessica Jones season two. I'm excited that's, to get back to Jessica Jones. Like, oh my God! We're gonna do Jessica Jones season two, and then it's Infinity War, guys. And then it's Infinity War. Be ready for screaming. Ready for crying. This is going to be intense. Yes. Maybe not crying during the episode, but there were tears Definitely involved. Definitely tears watching the movie. Okay. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> we'll be with you till the end of the line. Also, Wakanda forever. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. Check out our Twitter, our, the podcast Twitter at EM Fangirls. And uh, check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com. And send us an email at emfangirls at gmail.com. 
Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing internationally. 